Hi, this is Center for Anxiety, and you're listening to A More Connected Life. In this podcast, we're here to talk about the very real struggles of mental disorders and how they can ultimately lead to greater insight, resilience, and connection. Based on current research, clinical wisdom, and first-person accounts, we will all learn how to live a more connected life. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A More Connected Life. My name is Ethan, and today I have with me Hannah O'Grady, who is a staff clinician here at Center for Anxiety. Hannah specializes in treating clients with mood disorders, anxiety, and people who struggle with emotion dysregulation. Welcome to the show, Hannah. Thank you, Ethan. I'm very excited to be here. Great. Yeah, it's great having you. Um, And as we kind of discussed earlier today, we're going to be talking about anxiety, of course, uh, but anxiety specifically during the holiday time since it is December. Crazy. Uh, But it is December. And that means that, you know, Christmas and just in general, December is a really uh, holiday filled season is is here. And so maybe to start, I just wanted to ask you, you know, a lot of times people do get anxiety during the holiday times. And what do you think as a clinician makes the holidays such an anxious time in general? Mm, Great question. So I think the biggest thing that can lead to anxiety or one of the biggest factors is that there's just so much change going on around this time of year. So I think a lot of us are used to our routine, whether we're working from home, going into the office. And when the holidays come around, often this routine is disrupted. So a lot of us might be traveling or taking days off or seeing people that we haven't seen in honestly years due to COVID. So I think this disruption of routine is one of the biggest thing. And then obviously within that disruption, there's a lot of factors as well. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I mean, even I'm remembering when I spoke with Eliza about the pandemic and mm-hmm. that was a huge disruption in everyone's routine. And of course that caused a lot of anxiety for everyone. Uh, so that what you're saying totally makes sense. In your experience as a clinician, have there been certain anxiety disorders uh, that have maybe been more prevalent than other anxiety disorders during the holiday time? Great question. Yeah, honestly, I feel like any sort of anxiety disorder could experience an uptick around this time of year just because there's more vulnerabilities. We're feeling more overwhelmed in general. I'd say two that come to mind, though, so generalized anxiety disorder which is just excessive anxiety or worry about several things to the extent that it impairs functioning. I'd say that I've been seeing that more often. And again, that's just because there's so many changes. We could be worried about family, about finances, getting gifts, um, logistics around traveling, etc. And then I think another unique thing about this time of year, especially after a lot of us have been more isolated the past two years than normal is social anxiety. And I've noticed that a lot of people in general going out and socializing more have experienced an increase in anxiety just because we haven't done it in so long to the extent that we are now starting to be able to do that. So I'd say social anxiety disorder as well, or this fear and anxiety in social situations where you may fear judgment, scrutiny, things along those lines. 
Yeah, no, those are two really good uh, points in terms of generalized and social anxiety. One thing that I'm actually curious about that, you know, we were just talking about was, you know, you mentioned that for anxiety to show up in the holiday times, sometimes that can be because of a disruption in routine. Mm -hmm. You know, now when I think of myself and probably a lot of others, you know, who work full-time jobs and maybe are stressed out during work, now, I would kind of think that uh, the holiday times might provide some sort of like break from the stresses of work or you know, I don't have to go into the office every day or I don't have to be stressed about all these deadlines coming up. And I guess it sounds a little counterintuitive to think that the holiday times and taking a break from work or breaking the routine would lead to, I guess, more anxiety over less. Does that make sense? Do you have any mm-hmm. thoughts on that? No, yeah, I I agree. I think it can go both ways because I think on the one hand, a lot of people experience anxiety due to feeling like they have no time, feeling like work is taking up their entire day or their anxiety stems from, I guess, busyness from whatever it is, whether you're a single parent or raising children or insert anything that makes us feel busy. Because you think that on the one hand, break relaxation gives us more time for self-care, um, time to breathe and it absolutely does do that on the one hand and on the other hand this disruption in routine I think will continue to be a piece but also I think a lot of us when we have more downtime and less I guess distraction uh it's normal for any of us to feel that our mind is wandering I think a lot of worry thoughts can pop up during moments of downtime moments where we aren't as busy as well and obviously worry thoughts are can be about anything specific to the person but i think if we are alone with these worry thoughts or dealing with more of these worry thoughts that can impact obviously our emotions and then our behavior as well so i think again yeah it can go both ways sure on the one hand more time for self-care pleasant events on the other hand more time for worry as well yeah, no, that's an excellent point. I actually didn't even think about it like that. So funny how, I guess, you know, there's always going to be anxious people, you know, whether that's going to be during during work or during times when you have off work. Mm-hmm. I do want to also hone in a little bit on the idea of the holidays. So I think up to this point, we've been talking about, you know, disruption in routine, taking time off from work uh, and I'd say those aren't factors that are fully unique to like the holiday times themselves. Mm -hmm. Is there something about the holidays themselves, you know, like maybe whether it be reuniting with family or um, specifically just these, yeah, large family gatherings, festive times. Does that kind of play into why these times are a bit more anxious than normal? Yeah, I think definitely you make a good point with, the larger family gatherings or just seeing people that we haven't seen in a long time. Cause I think the past few months, many people have started to socialize more. And at the same time, I'd say holidays are holidays involve socializing in an even bigger way. Right. I don't think many of us have had larger gatherings or have had so many events coming up. And so I think that is something that's unique to the holidays is just this increase in larger social gatherings. And with people that you don't often see, I find that some of these gatherings that happen once a year may be the only time that you see certain people. 
as well. And then the one other thing that I've seen come into play is this expectation that the holidays are full of cheer and festivity and joy. Um, as they say, it's like the most wonderful time of the year. And I think absolutely, I, I love that like magical spirit to the holidays. And at the same time, I think that that can make it hard for people who aren't experiencing obviously joy at every moment. I think it creates this dissonance where around us people are saying like, it's holidays, smile, be cheerful. And yet if you're not feeling that way, I think that can increase shame or increase judgment. Like, why am I feeling this way when everyone around me is festive and cheerful too? Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, obviously the part that resonated the most is, you know, just the expectation that with the holidays, with this time off from, from work or from whatever uh, you were coming from, there's this idea that you have to be having an amazing time. You have mm -hmm. to be with the people you love. You have to be enjoying it all. Mm -hmm. uh, and that type of expectation can lead to some anxiety. That makes a lot of sense to me. Now, wonder if we could maybe just go through like what a specific example of anxiety in the holidays would look like. I think we've, you know, you've done a great job uh, just explaining what it would look like more generally, but what would somebody who's actually kind of anxious during the holidays look like? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think anxiety has many faces and appearances and it can manifest in so many different ways, both psychologically, physically too. Um, I guess focusing specifically on social anxiety with someone with an anxiety disorder, because again, we all have anxiety at some point. We all have social anxiety at some point, but someone with social anxiety disorder during the holidays, that might look like this intense fear or this urge to even avoid social situations. It might look like um, feeling like tension in your chest or restlessness before you have a family event or this gathering because your mind is flooded with thoughts of, oh, what if they judge you? What if they think this about you? What if you say the wrong thing? What if you mess up? And someone with social anxiety disorder, it, it's to the point where it interferes with functioning. And every social interaction they may have may feel like it's so high risk. It may feel like any social gathering is a place full of threats and danger. As opposed to someone without social anxiety, sure, it might be uncomfortable and it wouldn't necessarily reach that point of fear. Got it. Yeah, now that makes sense to me. Um, sounds like, you know, I think building on what you were saying earlier with, you know, how the holidays filled with even larger family gatherings, you see people that maybe you don't normally see, that can definitely exacerbate a lot of social anxiety symptoms. So that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. I do want to take a bit of a turn now because I know that, you know, the point of this podcast is, of course, to recognize how detrimental and, and difficult anxiety disorders are to manage. Uh, but we also want to explore a little bit about, you know, what are, what are some ways that these anxiety disorders can affect people in a positive way? Uh, so, you know, in your experience as a clinician and just with your insight, what are some things that you think can be learned or taken away from those who manage anxiety during the holidays? I really appreciate that question. I think that's a great question because I think it's really effective and beneficial to focus on some of the positives that can come out of this. 
So I think the holidays provide a pretty unique opportunity to come face to face with anxiety and learn how to manage it in a way that we haven't had to since last holiday or pre-COVID holiday season. I think that a buzzword going around for a reason is resiliency and this idea that we can get through really tough times. And so I think people with anxiety during the holidays can learn just how strong they can be and just how much they can manage while still feeling this anxiety. I think another big learning point that goes along with that is that we can coexist with our anxiety during the holiday season. I think that it may interfere at times and it may result in obviously moments of distress and intense fear that are not pleasant. And at the same time, I think people with anxiety can learn how to coexist with this and learn how to come out the other side, whether it's learning new skills or trips to deal with the anxiety as well. And realize that although it may feel unpleasant to experience that, it is possible to get through it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really great point. Uh, of course, you know, we've spoken about anxiety, or I have with other guests on the show in the past. And of course, this idea of resiliency is such a huge topic. Now, I really like the other point you made about coexisting with anxiety. Um, that's something that maybe I don't think is obvious to a lot of people when they are struggling with anxiety is the fact that, you know, you're not just going to fix it overnight. You're not just going to make it disappear. It's something that you, you work to manage and you work to kind of cope with by learning different skills. Uh, again, not to kind of be repetitive, but I'd love to kind of hear an example in terms of you know, what it looks like for someone who is struggling with anxiety during the holidays uh, to gain that resiliency or, or to coexist with that anxiety. Could you walk us through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can go back to the social anxiety disorder example. So again, let's say this person is in a family gathering. They're with people that they haven't seen in two years. They're, those worry thoughts are very strong. Uh, again, what are they thinking of me? Are they judging me? Things along those lines. And so this specific example, resiliency and coexisting with that anxiety could involve a lot of things. I mean, it could involve mindfulness of those thoughts, acknowledging that those thoughts are happening, acknowledging that these thoughts are not seemingly pleasant to have, and at the same time, not giving power to those thoughts. So this is a lot of mindfulness now coming up. So noticing those thoughts noticing that they are thoughts and not fact, and redirecting attention to what's going on around you. And also a lot of self-validation too. So someone's social anxiety, being able to validate themselves. It makes sense that you're nervous in this social situation because it's been years. Or it makes sense you feel nervous because these are people you don't see often. And then after getting through that moment, really congratulating yourself and having compassion for yourself as well. And understanding for yourself. So I even like to call it cheerleading yourself. Being like, okay, I made it through that. That was really hard. And I got through that. And just having a lot of validation and compassion along the way as well. Even, again, while the anxiety is still there, you can still get through it. Yeah, no, that's that's a really great example. Thank you for fleshing that out. Uh, it sounds like, you know, from what I'm hearing, it's uh, this example kind of illustrates that you know, with social anxiety, and I'm sure this is applicable to all sorts of anxiety, um, just being mindful and noticing the different thoughts that you're having and 
you know, acknowledging or congratulating yourself even for being able to sit with those uh, and kind of keep going with those thoughts present is super important. Now, I know that um, in my previous conversations with other guests on this show, we've also talked a lot about uh, self-understanding and self-growth. And that's a topic that's come up a lot in terms of what we can take away from managing or navigating these anxiety disorders. Do you feel like that's something that's applicable for anxiety in the holidays as well? And, And what would that look like? Yeah, so two things come to mind when I think about how anxiety during the holidays can lead to more self-understanding and growth. I think one is understanding what works for us and understanding what skills are effective, what things are uh, beneficial when it comes to coping, uh, whether it's learning what social supports are helpful for you or what activities are helpful for you. So to summarize, just understanding what helps cope with the anxiety. And then I think the other thing is learning what feels good. I guess this kind of ties into what works for you, but I think during the holiday season, as we said, there's a lot of expectations, right? To be doing things, to be happy, to get the best gift, to impress your family you haven't seen in years. And I think another thing that can come away from coping with this anxiety during the holiday season is learning where our comfort zone is versus our learning zone versus our danger zone. So the comfort zone is where we're just hanging out. We're chilling. We feel fine. I think a lot of us will be in our learning zone this holiday season. And that's where there is that slight discomfort. And I think we can learn to lean into that slight discomfort and grow from that slight discomfort. And then we can also learn where our danger zone is. And that can look like being at a point of distress where you feel like you can't function or being at a family gathering and talking to too many people and feeling like you took it overboard. So it's learning where that line is between discomfort and complete distress as well. I think, again, holidays provide that opportunity. Yeah, no, I really like that. And I appreciate you illustrating, you know, a comfort learning and danger zone because, you know, a lot of times I think when it comes to anxiety, you know, people are are afraid and feel like they're often in their danger zone. And even when a situation might be more of a learning zone. So I appreciate you kind of illustrating that. And you said it perfectly, I think, which is, you know, the holidays are so special because it's a opportunity for for people to come together and for people who may manage different anxiety disorders to, you know, practice, practice navigating these different zones, practice navigating uh, coexisting with symptoms of anxiety. And so, you know, we've talked a little bit now about, you know, personal growth or personal benefits about how one can manage anxiety during the holidays. I want to shift focus again because another really important piece of this podcast is uh, talking about how, you know, having these anxiety disorders, uh, in this case during the holidays, can can affect and lead to connection with others. So, you know, to start, I just want to say that, you know, of course, anxiety is something that can feel extremely isolating. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, the holidays is a, a really good opportunity to bring people together. Uh, so why is connection during the holidays really beneficial for those struggling with anxiety? I really like that you bring up that isolation because I think that's a pretty 
common experience with any mental disorder, especially with anxiety. I think that people can judge their anxiety, have shame around their anxiety, which can lead to this sense of disconnect from those around us or physical disconnect if it leads to avoidance. So I think connection helps a lot with that feeling of isolation that those with anxiety can experience. I think connection during the holiday season can get us out of our heads because, again, more free time, more time to relax, and more time to worry. I think surrounding ourselves with people that we care about can be really effective at getting us away from those worry thoughts. And then also I think social support just has so many benefits, both physically, psychologically. I think there's so many things we can get from social support, whether it's just someone with a listening ear or advice or reassurance, depending on what we need in that moment. So I do think that is one special thing about the holidays too, because we will see people and be connected to people that we don't often see. And that can really help. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And, you know, I really love how you walk through the different benefits of social support and of connection. Now, I want to kind of flip that because, you know, not everyone is going to have that Mm -hmm. Uh, during the holidays. Not everyone's going to be reuniting with like a giant family. Not everyone's going to have that sort of opportunity or have that network. So, you know, for people who are suffering with anxiety uh, and maybe still feeling isolated during the holidays, um, in your opinion, I guess, how can people uh, get more connected uh, with others during the holidays or even just further develop the connections they already have? Mm, Great. Yeah. Again, very good question. I think that a lot of us have gotten used to being more isolated, more alone during COVID. So when it comes to creating connections or leaning into existing ones, it's something we may not have done uh, to the extent that we will be doing in a long time. So I think the first thing is leaning into those supports that you already have, whether it's people nearby, physically nearby, um, whether it's people who live far away from you, leaning into those supports, which I guess looking back, COVID did increase the use of uh, technology when it comes to connection. So continuing to lean into that as well. And then if you don't already have a pre-existing support group or network of social support, getting creative about where you can find that. I know COVID is still a risk, so doing it in a way that feels safe for you, whether it's meeting up with people in your city or looking for support groups online, special interest groups, there's support groups for every type of anxiety as well. And then another unique thing about the holiday season, I find, is that there's a lot of volunteering opportunities too. I think any time of year, but I find around the holiday season more volunteering opportunities and more uh, chances to get together with a group in that sense. Yeah, I think that you know that's a really helpful answer in terms of resources for for people to get connected, and especially with the technological piece that has become much more of the norm, especially after the pandemic. Uh, One point that I did want to touch on uh, that, you know, is kind of the very essence of this podcast is about those who suffer from anxiety and how suffering from anxiety specifically can be an asset in terms of 
creating connections with others or, you know, further developing any relationships that one may have. So I, I just wanted to kind of go back to that point and ask exactly what I just said, which is, does having anxiety help someone when it comes to making connections? And if, and if, if so, how? I really appreciate you asking that question because like we've said several times, anxiety can be rather isolating. And so I, I like to frame it. I, I like that you framed it in that way and that how can anxiety actually foster connection? So I think anxiety, the emotion itself is such a common experience. I think every single person on this planet has experienced the emotion of anxiety at some point. And anxiety disorders as a whole, if you combine all of the different anxiety disorders, um, they are very prevalent. And so I think that that increases the ability to connect because there's so many people that identify with having an anxiety disorder or having anxiety in a way that interferes with their functioning. So I think being able to find others to connect with and discuss that is extremely helpful. And I think that having anxiety and discussing anxiety can really increase vulnerability. I think that anxiety, again, not a unique human experience, but I think for people who have experienced it in a more intense fashion, discussing it requires a large amount of vulnerability and it can be really hard and really scary to discuss it. And I think being vulnerable with people being candid with people, people that we feel safe and comfortable with can really increase connection as opposed to always sticking to, let's say, like surface level topics. So I do think discussing a topic such as anxiety and anxiety disorders can increase the opportunity to be vulnerable. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a really good point. And I really like how you mentioned that piece about, you know, discussing it with people you feel safe around because... You know, that's a huge component of the holidays, right? You're able to reconnect with family, with friends that maybe you don't live so close to, uh, to the point where, you know, now that you're in a safer environment, you may also feel more inclined to, to share that, like you said earlier, uh, maybe things haven't been amazing. Maybe you're not always cheerful in this holiday season. Uh, so I really appreciate that. And... Yeah, honestly, I think that's all the questions that I had planned today. I did want to just give you the opportunity to share anything else that maybe you feel like we didn't cover uh, over the course of our interview about anxiety during the holidays, if you'd like. I think you did a great job of touching upon all of the points. Anxiety itself is a very broad thing, and holidays mean different things for different people. And so I feel like you did a good job of encapsulating everything and I think this is such an important topic to focus on, especially given that COVID took away holidays last year for many. So I appreciate you discussing this in such a thorough and effective way. Yeah, of course. I, I think it was a really fun conversation. Uh, I think that, you know, personally, I learned a lot. Thank you for taking the time, Hannah. I really appreciate you coming on this podcast and speaking with me. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to A More Connected Life. Visit centerforanxiety.org for more information about everything we talked about today and to connect with us. Tune in next time as we discuss more ways to live a more connected life.